Tuesday, July the 23rd Bhagavad Gita, Karma Yoga To attain liberation through work, join yourself to work, but without desire, looking for no result. Such work leads to knowledge, which in turn brings emancipation. To give up work before you know leads to misery. Work done for the self gives no bondage. Neither desire pleasure nor fear pain from work. It is the mind and body that work, not I. Tell yourself this unceasingly and realise it. Try not to know that you work. Do all as a sacrifice or offering to the Lord. Be in the world, but not of it. Like the lotus leaf, whose roots are in the mud, but which remains always pure. Let your love go to all, whatever they may do to you. A blind man cannot see colour, so how can we see evil unless it is in us? We compare what we see outside to what we find in ourselves and pronounce judgment accordingly. If we are pure, we cannot see impurity. It may exist, but not for us. See only God in every man, woman and child. See it by the Antagyotis, in a light, and seeing that, we can see naught else. Do not want this world, because what you desire, you get. Seek the Lord, and the Lord only. The more power there is, the more bondage, the more fear. How much more afraid and miserable are we than the ant? Get out of it all and come to the Lord. Seek the science of the maker, and not that of the maid. I am the doer and the deed. He who can stem the tide of lust and anger is a great yogi. Only by practice and non-attachment can we conquer the mind. Our Hindu ancestors sat down and thought on God and morality and so have we brains to use for the same ends. But in the rush of trying to get gain we are likely to lose them again. The body has in itself a certain power of curing itself and many things can rouse this curative power into action such as mental conditions or medicine or exercise etc. As long as we are disturbed by physical conditions so long we need the help of physical agencies Not until we have got rid of bondage to the nerves can we disregard them. There is the unconscious mind, but it is below consciousness, which is just one part of the human organism. Philosophy is guesswork about the mind. Religion is based upon sense contact, upon seeing, the only basis of knowledge. What comes in contact with the superconscious mind is fact. 
Aptas are those who have sensed religion. The proof is that if you follow their method, you too will see. Each science requires its own particular method and instruments. An astronomer cannot show you the rings of Saturn by the aid of all the pots and pans in the kitchen. He needs a telescope. So to see the great facts of religion, the method of those who have already seen must be followed. The greater the science, the more varied the means of studying it. Before we came into the world, God provided the means to get out. So all we have to do is to find the means. But do not fight over methods. Look only for realization, and choose the best method you can find to suit you. Eat the mangoes, and let the rest quarrel over the basket. See Christ, then you will be a Christian. All else is talk. The less talking, the better. The message makes the messenger. The Lord makes the temple, not vice versa. Learn until the glory of the Lord shines through your face, as it shone through the face of Svetaketu. Guess against guess makes fight. But talk of what you have seen, and no human heart can resist it. Paul was converted against his will by realization. Tuesday afternoon. After dinner there was a short conversation, in the course of which the Swami said, Delusion creates delusion. Delusion creates itself and destroys itself. Such is Maya. All knowledge, so called, being based on Maya, is a vicious circle, and in time that very knowledge destroys itself. Let go the rope. Delusion cannot touch the Atman. When we lay hold of the rope, identify ourselves with Maya, she has power over us. Let go of it. Be the witness only. Then you can admire the picture of the universe undisturbed. Wednesday, July 24th. The powers acquired by the practice of yoga are not obstacles for the yogi who is perfect, but are apt to be so for the beginner through the wonder and pleasure excited by their exercise. Siddhis are the powers which mark success in the practice, and they may be produced by various means, such as the repetition of a mantra, by yoga practice, meditation, fasting, or even by the use of herbs and drugs. The yogi who has conquered all interest in the powers acquired, and who renounces all virtue arising from his actions, comes into the cloud of virtue, name of one of the states of samadhi, and radiates holiness as a cloud rains water. Meditation is on a series of objects. 
concentration is on one object. Mind is cognized by the Atman, but it is not self-illuminated. The Atman cannot be the cause of anything. How can it be? How can the Purusha join itself to Prakriti, nature? It does not. It is only elusively thought to do so. Learn to help without pitying or feeling that there is any misery. Learn to be the same to enemy and to friend. Then, when you can do that and no longer have any desire, the goal is attained. Cut down the banyan tree of desire with the axe of non-attachment and it will vanish utterly. It is all illusion. He from whom blight and illusion have fallen, he who has conquered the evils of association, he alone is azad, free. To love anyone personally is bondage. Love all alike, then all desires fall off. Time, the eater of everything, comes and all has to go. Why try to improve the earth, to paint the butterfly? It all has to go at last. Do not be mere white mice in a treadmill, working always and never accomplishing anything. Every desire is fraught with evil, whether the desire itself be good or evil. It is like a dog jumping for a piece of meat, which is ever receding from his reach and dying a dog's death at last. Do not be like that. Cut off all desire. Paramatman, as ruling Maya, is Ishvara. Paramatman, as under Maya, is Jivatman. Maya is the sum total of manifestation, and will utterly vanish. Tree nature is Maya, It is really God-nature which we see under the veil of Maya. The why of anything is in Maya. To ask why Maya came is a useless question, because the answer can never be given in Maya, and beyond Maya, who will ask it? Evil creates why, not why the evil, and it is evil that asks why. Illusion destroys illusion. Reason itself, being based upon contradiction, is a circle and has to kill itself. Sense perception is an inference, and yet all inference comes from perception. Ignorance reflecting the light of God is seen, but by itself it is zero. The cloud would not appear except as the sunlight falls on it. There were four travellers who came to a high wall. The first one climbed with difficulty to the top and without looking back jumped over. The second clambered up the wall, looked over and with a shout of delight disappeared. The third in his turn climbed to the top, 
looked where his companions had gone, laughed with joy and followed them. But the fourth one came back to tell what had happened to his fellow travellers. The sign to us that there is something beyond is the laugh that rings back from those great ones who have plunged from Maya's wall. Separating ourselves from the Absolute and attributing certain qualities to it gives us Ishvara. It is the reality of the universe as seen through our mind. Personal devil is the misery of the world seen through the minds of the superstitious. Thursday, July 25th Patanjali's Yoga Aphorisms Things may be done, caused to be done, or approved of, and the effect upon us is nearly equal. Complete continence gives great intellectual and spiritual power. The brahmacharin must be sexually pure in thought, word and deed. Lose regard for the body. Get rid of the consciousness of it so far as possible. Asana, posture, must be steady and pleasant. And constant practice, identifying the mind with the infinite, will bring this about. Continual attention to one object is contemplation. When a stone is thrown into still water, many circles are made, each distinct, but all interacting. So with our minds. Only in us the action is unconscious, while with the yogi it is conscious. We are spiders in a web, and yoga practice will enable us, like the spider, to pass along any strand of the web we please. Non-yogis are bound to a particular spot where they are. To injure another creates bondage and hides the truth. Negative virtues are not enough. We have to conquer maya, and then she will follow us. We only deserve things when they cease to bind us. When the bondage ceases, really and truly, all things come to us. Only those who want nothing are masters of nature. Take refuge in some soul who has already broken his bondage, and in time he will free you through his mercy. Higher still is to take refuge in the Lord, Ishvara, but it is the most difficult. Only once in a century can one be found who has really done it. Feel nothing, know nothing, do nothing, have nothing, give up all to God and say utterly, Thy will be done. We only dream this bondage. Wake up and let it go. Take refuge in God only, so can we cross the desert of Maya. Let go thy hold, Sanyasimbold. Say Om Tat Sat Om. It is our privilege to be allowed to be charitable 
for only so can we grow. The poor man suffers that we may be helped. Let the giver kneel down and give thanks. Let the receiver stand up and permit. See the Lord back of every being and give to him. When we cease to see evil, the world must end for us, since to rid us of that mistake is its only object. To think that there is any imperfection creates it. Thoughts of strength and perfection alone can cure it. Do what good you can, some evil will inhere in it. But do all without regard to personal result. Give up all results to the Lord, then neither good nor evil will affect you. Doing work is not religion, but work done rightly leads to freedom. In reality all pity is darkness, because whom to pity? Can you pity God, and is there anything else? Thank God for giving you this world as a moral gymnasium to help your development, but never imagine you can help the world. Be grateful to him who curses you, for he gives you a mirror to show what cursing is, also a chance to practice self-restraint. So bless him and be glad. Without exercise, power cannot come out. Without the mirror, we cannot see ourselves. Unchaste imagination is as bad as unchaste action. Controlled desire leads to the highest result. Transform the sexual energy into spiritual energy, but do not emasculate, because that is throwing away the power. The stronger this force, the more can be done with it. Only a powerful current of water can do hydraulic mining. What we need today is to know there is a God and that we can see and feel him here and now. A Chicago professor says, Take care of this world. God will take care of the next. What nonsense. If we can take care of this world, what need of a gratuitous Lord to take care of the other? Friday, July the 26th Brihad Oranyuka Upanishad Love all things, only through and for the self. Yagnavalkya said to Maitreyi, his wife, Through the Atman we know all things. The Atman can never be the object of knowledge, nor can the knower be known. He who knows he is the Atman, he is law unto himself. He knows he is the universe and its creator. Perpetuating old myths in the form of allegories and giving them undue importance fosters superstition and is really weakness. Truth must have no compromise. Teach truth and make no apology for any superstition. Neither drag truth down to the level of the listener. Sunday 
Saturday, July 27th, Katopanishad Learn not the truth of the self, save from one who has realized it. In all others, it is mere talk. Realization is beyond virtue and vice, beyond future and past, beyond all pairs of opposites. The stainless one sees the self, and an eternal calm comes into the soul. Talking, arguing, and reading books, the highest flights of the intellect, the Vedas themselves, all these cannot give knowledge of the self. In us are the two, the God-soul and the man-soul. The sages know that the latter is but the shadow, that the former is the only real sun. Unless we join the mind with the senses, we get no report from eyes, nose, ears, etc. The external organs are used by the power of the mind. Do not let the senses go outside, and then you can get rid of the body and the external world. This very X, which we see here as an external world, the departed see as heaven or hell, according to their own mental states. Here and hereafter are two dreams, the latter modelled on the former. Get rid of both. All is omnipresent. All is now. Nature, body and mind go to death. Not we, We never go nor come. The man Swami Vivekananda is in nature, is born and dies. But the self which we see as Swami Vivekananda is never born and never dies. It is the eternal and unchangeable reality. The power of the mind is the same, whether we divide it into five senses or whether we see only one. A blind man says, everything has a distinct echo, so I clap my hands and get that echo, and then I can tell everything that is around me. So in a fog, the blind man can safely lead the seeing man. Fog or darkness makes no difference to him. Control the mind, cut off the senses. Then you are a yogi. After that, all the rest will come. Refuse to hear, to see, to smell, to taste. Take away the mental power from the external organs. You continually do it unconsciously, as when your mind is absorbed, so you can learn to do it consciously. The mind can put the senses where it pleases. Get rid of the fundamental superstition that we are obliged to act through the body. We are not. Go into your own room and get the Upanishads out of your own self. You are the greatest book that ever was or ever will be, the infinite depository of all that is. Until the inner teacher opens, all outside teaching is in vain. 
it must lead to the opening of the book of the heart to have any value. The well is the still small voice, the real ruler who says do and do not. It has done all that binds us. The ignorant will leads to bondage. The knowing will can free us. The will can be made strong in thousands of ways. Every way is a kind of yoga, but the systematized yoga accomplishes the work more quickly. Bhakti, karma, raja and jnana yoga get over the ground more effectively. Put on all powers, philosophy, work, prayer, meditation. Crowd all sail, put on all head of steam and reach the goal. The sooner the better. Baptism is external purification symbolizing the internal. It is of Buddhist origin. The Eucharist is a survival of a very ancient custom of savage tribes. They sometimes killed their great chiefs and ate their flesh in order to obtain in themselves the qualities that made their leaders great. They believed that in such a way the characteristics that made the chief brave and wise would become theirs and make the whole tribe brave and wise instead of only one man. Human sacrifice was also a Jewish idea and one that clung to them despite many chastisements from Jehovah. Jesus was gentle and loving but to fit him into the Jewish beliefs the idea of human sacrifice in the form of atonement or as a human scapegoat had to come in. This cruel idea made Christianity depart from the teachings of Jesus himself and develop a spirit of persecution and bloodshed. Say, it is my nature. Never say, it is my duty to do anything whatever. Truth alone triumphs, not untruth. Stand upon truth and you have got God. From the earliest times in India, the Brahmin caste have held themselves beyond all law. They claim to be gods. They are poor, but their weakness is that they seek power. Here are about 60 million people who are good and moral and hold no property and they're what they are because from their birth they are taught that they are above law, above punishment. They feel themselves to be twice born, to be sons of God. Sunday, July 28th Avaduta Gita or Song of the Purified by Dattatreya. All knowledge depends upon calmness of mind. He who has filled the universe, he who is self in self, how shall I salute him? To know the Atman as my nature 
is both knowledge and realization. I am He. There is not the least doubt of it. No thought, no word, no deed creates a bondage for me. I am beyond the senses. I am knowledge and bliss. There is neither existence nor non-existence. All is Atman. Shake off all ideas of relativity. Shake off all superstitions. Let caste and birth and devas and all else vanish. Why talk of being and becoming? Give up talking of dualism and advaitism. When were you two that you talk of two or one? The universe is this holy one and he alone. Talk not of yoga to make you pure. You are pure by your very nature. None can teach you. Men like him who wrote this song are what keep religion alive. They have actually realized. They care for nothing, feel nothing done to the body, care not for heat or cold or danger or anything. They sit still and enjoy the bliss of Atman while red-hot coals burn their body and they feel them not. When the threefold bondage of knower, knowledge and known ceases, there is the Atman. Where the delusion of bondage and freedom ceases, there the Atman is. What if you have control the mind? What if you have not? What if you have money? What if you have not? You are the Atman ever pure. Say, I am the Atman. No bondage ever came near me. I am the changeless sky. Clouds of belief may pass over me, but they do not touch me. Burn virtue, burn vice. Freedom is baby talk. I am that immortal knowledge. I am that purity. No one was ever bound. None was ever free. There is none but me. I am the infinite, the ever free. Talk not to me. What can change me, the essence of knowledge? Who can teach, who can be taught? Throw argument, throw philosophy into the ditch. Only a slave sees slaves, the deluded, delusion, the impure, impurity. Place, time, causation are all delusions. It is your disease that you think you are bound and will be free. You are the unchangeable. Talk not. Sit down and let all things melt away. They are but dreams. There is no differentiation, no distinction. It is all superstition. Therefore be silent and know what you are. I am the essence of bliss. 
Follow no ideal. You are all there is. Fear naught. You are the essence of existence. Be at peace. Do not disturb yourself. You never were in bondage. You never were virtuous or sinful. Get rid of all these delusions and be at peace. Whom to worship? Who worships? All is the Atman. To speak, to think, is superstition. Repeat over and over, I am Atman, I am Atman. Let everything else go. Monday, July 29th. We sometimes indicate a thing by describing its surroundings. When we say Satchidananda, existence, knowledge, bliss, we are merely indicating the shores of an indescribable beyond. Not even can we say is about it, for that too is relative. Any imagination, any concept is in vain. Nati nati, not this, not this is all that can be said, for even to think is to limit, and so to lose. The senses cheat you day and night. Vedanta found that out ages ago. Modern science is just discovering the same fact. A picture has only length and breadth, and the painter copies nature in her cheating by artificially giving the appearance of depth. No two people see the same world. The highest knowledge will show you that there is no motion, no change in anything, that the very idea of it is all Maya. Study nature as a whole, that is, study motion. Mind and body are not our real self. Both belong to nature. But eventually... We can know the Dingun Sich. Their mind and body being transcended, all that they conceive goes. When you cease utterly to know and see the world, then you realize Atman. The superseding of relative knowledge is what we want. There is no infinite mind or infinite knowledge, because both mind and knowledge are limited. We are now seeing through a veil. Then we reach the X, which is the reality of all our knowing. If we look at a picture through a pinhole in a cardboard, we get an utterly mistaken notion. Yet, what we see is really the picture. As we enlarge the hole, we get a clearer and clearer idea. Out of the reality, we manufacture the different views in conformity with our mistaken perception of name and form. When we throw away the cardboard, we see the same picture, but we see it as it is. We put in all the attributes, all the errors. The picture itself is unaltered thereby. That is because Atman 
is the reality of all. All we see is Atman, but not as we see it, as name and form. They are all in our veil, in Maya. They are like spots in the object glass of a telescope, yet it is the light of the sun that shows us the spots. We could not even see the illusion, save for the background of reality, which is Brahman. Swami Vivekananda is just the speck on the object glass. I am Atman, real, unchangeable, and that reality alone enables me to see Swami Vivekananda. Atman is the essence of every hallucination. But the sun is never identified with the spots on the glass. It only shows them to us. Our actions, as they are evil or good, increase or decrease the spots, but they never affect the God within us. Perfectly cleanse the mind of spots, and instantly we see, I and my father are one. We first perceive, then reason later. We must have this perception as a fact and it is called religion, realization. No matter if one never heard of creed or prophet or book, let him get this realization, and he needs no more. Cleanse the mind. This is all of religion. And until we ourselves clear off the spots, we cannot see the reality as it is. The baby sees no sin. He has not yet the measure of it in himself. Get rid of the defects within yourself and you will not be able to see any without. A baby sees a robbery done and it means nothing to him. Once you find the hidden object in a puzzle picture, you see it ever more. So when once you are free and stainless, you see only freedom and purity in the world around. That moment, all the knots of the heart are cut asunder, all crooked places are made straight, and this world vanishes as a dream. And when we awake, we wonder how we ever came to dream such trash. Getting whom? Misery mountain high has no power to move the soul. With the axe of knowledge, cut the wheels asunder, and the Atman stands free, even though the old momentum carries on the wheel of mind and body. The wheel can now only go straight, can only do good. If that body does anything bad, Know that the man is not Jivan Mukta. He lies if he makes that claim. But it is only when the wheels have got a good straight motion from cleansing the mind that the axe can be applied. All purifying action deals conscious or unconscious blows on delusion. To call another a sinner is the worst thing you can do. Good action done ignorantly 
produces the same result and helps to break the bondage. To identify the sun with the spots on the object glass is the fundamental error. Know the sun, the eye, to be ever unaffected by anything and devote yourself to cleansing the spots. Man is the greatest being that ever can be. The highest worship there is is to worship man as Krishna, Buddha, Christ. What you want, you create. Get rid of desire. The angels and the departed are all here, seeing this world as heaven. The same X is seen by all according to their mental attitude. The best vision to be had of the X is here on this earth. Never want to go to heaven, that is the worst delusion. Even here, too much wealth and grinding poverty are both bondages and hold us back from religion. Three great gifts we have. First, a human body. The human mind is the nearest reflection of God. We are his own image. Second, the desire to be free. Third, the help of a noble soul who has crossed the ocean of delusion as a teacher. When you have these three, bless the Lord, you are sure to be free. What you only grasp intellectually may be overthrown by a new argument, but what you realise is yours forever. Talking, talking religion, is but little good. Put God behind everything, man, animal, food, work. Make this a habit. Ingersoll once said to me, I believe in making the most out of this world, in squeezing the orange dry, because this world is all we're sure of. I replied, I know a better way to squeeze the orange of this world than you do, and I get more out of it. I know I cannot die, so I'm not in a hurry. I know there is no fear, so I enjoy the squeezing. I have no duty, no bondage of wife and children and property. I can love all men and women. Everyone is God to me. Think of the joy of loving man as God. Squeeze your orange this way and get ten ten thousandfold more out of it. Get every single drop. That which seems to be the will is the Atman behind. It is really free. Monday afternoon. Jesus was imperfect because he did not live up fully to his own ideal and above all because he did not give woman a place equal to man. Women did everything for him and yet he was so bound by the Jewish custom that not one was made an apostle. Still, 
he was the greatest character next to Buddha, who in his turn was not fully perfect. Buddha, however, recognized woman's right to an equal place in religion, and his first and one of his greatest disciples was his own wife, who became the head of the whole Buddhistic movement among the women of India. But we ought not to criticize these great ones. We should only look upon them as far above ourselves. Nonetheless, we must not pin our faith to any man, however great. We too must become Buddhas and Christs. No man should be judged by his defects. The great virtues a man has are his especially. His errors are the common weaknesses of humanity and should never be counted in estimating his character. Vira, the Sanskrit word for heroic, is the origin of our word virtue because in ancient times the best fighter was regarded as the most virtuous man. Tuesday, July the 30th Christs and Buddhas are simply occasions upon which to objectify our own inner powers. We really answer our own prayers. It is blasphemy to think that if Jesus had never been born, humanity would not have been saved. It is horrible to forget thus the divinity in human nature a divinity that must come out. Never forget the glory of human nature. We are the greatest God that ever was or ever will be. Christs and Buddhas are but waves on the boundless ocean which I am. Bow down to nothing but your own higher self. Until you know that you are that very God of gods, There will never be any freedom for you. All our past actions are really good because they lead us to what we ultimately become. Of whom to beg? I am the real existence and all else is a dream save as it is I. I am the whole ocean. Do not call the little wave you have made I. Know it for nothing but a wave. Satya Karma, lover of truth, heard the inner voice telling him, You are infinite. The universal is in you. Control yourself and listen to the voice of your true self. The great prophets who do the fighting have to be less perfect than those who live silent lives of holiness thinking great thoughts and so helping the world. These men, passing out one after another, produce as final outcome the man of power who preaches. Knowledge exists, man only discovers it. The Vedas are the eternal knowledge through which God created the world. They talk high philosophy the highest, and make this tremendous claim. 
tell the truth boldly, whether it hurts or not. Never pander to weakness. If truth is too much for intelligent people and sweeps them away, let them go. The sooner the better. Childish ideas are for babies and savages, and these are not all in the nursery and the forests. Some of them have fallen into the pulpits. It is bad to stay in the church after you're grown up spiritually. Come out and die in the open air of freedom. All progression is in the relative world. The human form is the highest, and man the greatest being, because here and now we can get rid of the relative world entirely, can actually attain freedom, and this is the goal. Not only we can, but some have reached perfection. So no matter what finer bodies come, they could only be on the relative plane, and could do no more than we. For to attain freedom is all that can be done. The angels never do wicked deeds, so they never get punished and never get saved. Blows are what awaken us and help to break the dream. They show us the insufficiency of this world and make us long to escape, to have freedom. A thing dimly perceived we call by one name. The same thing, when fully perceived, we call by another. The higher the moral nature, the higher the perception and the stronger the will. Tuesday afternoon. The reason of the harmony between thought and matter is because they are two sides of one thing, call it X, which divides itself into the internal and the external. The English word paradise comes from the Sanskrit paradesa, which was taken over into the Persian language and means literally beyond the land or really the land beyond or the other world. The old Aryans always believed in a soul, never that man was the body. Their heavens and hells were all temporary, because no effect can outlast its cause, and no cause is eternal. Therefore all effects must come to an end. The whole of the Vedanta philosophy is in this story. Two birds of golden plumage sat on the same tree. The one above, serene, majestic, immersed in his own glory. The one below, restless and eating the fruits of the tree, now sweet, now bitter. Once he ate an exceptionally bitter fruit. Then he paused and looked up at the majestic bird above but he soon forgot about the other bird and went on eating the fruits of the tree as before. Again he ate a bitter fruit and this time he hopped up a few boughs nearer to the bird at the top. This happened many times 
until at last the lower bird came to the place of the upper bird and lost himself. He found all at once that there had never been two birds, but that he, all the time, was that upper bird, serene, majestic, and immersed in his own glory. Wednesday, July 31st Luther drove a nail into religion when he took away renunciation and gave us morality instead. Atheists and materialists can have ethics, but only believers in the Lord can have religion. The wicked pay the price of the great soul's holiness. Think of that when you see a wicked man. Just as the poor man's labour pays for the rich man's luxury, so it is in the spiritual world. The terrible degradation of the masses in India is the price nature pays for the production of great souls like Mirabai, Buddha, etc. I am the holiness of the holy. Gita I am the root. Each uses it in his own way. But all is I. I do everything. You are but the occasion. Do not talk much, but feel the spirit within you. Then you are a jnani. This is knowledge. All else is ignorance. All that is to be known is Brahman. It is the all. Sattva binds through the search for happiness and knowledge. Rajas binds through desire. Tamas binds through wrong perception and laziness. Conquer the two lower by sattva and then give up all to the Lord and be free. The Bhakti Yogi realises Brahman very soon and goes beyond the three qualities. The will, the consciousness, the senses, desire, the passions, all these combined make what we call the soul. There is first the apparent self, body, second the mental self, who mistakes the body for himself, the absolute bound by maya. Third, the Atman, the ever-pure, the ever-free. Seen partially, it is nature. Seen wholly, all nature goes, even the memory of it is lost. There is the changeable, mortal, the eternally changeable, nature, and the unchangeable, Atman. Be perfectly hopeless. That is the highest state. What is there to hope for? Burst asunder the bonds of hope. Stand on yourself. Be at rest. Never mind what you do. Give up all to God, but have no hypocrisy about it. Svasta, the Sanskrit word for standing on your own self, is used colloquially in India 
to inquire, Are you well? Are you happy? And when the Hindus would express, I saw a thing, they say, I saw a word meaning padarta. Even this universe is a word meaning. A perfect man's body mechanically does right. It can do only good because it is fully purified. The past momentum that carries on the wheel of body is all good. All evil tendencies are burnt out. That day is indeed a bad day when we do not speak of the Lord, not a stormy day. Only love for the Supreme Lord is true bhakti. Love for any other being, however great, is not bhakti. The Supreme Lord here means Ishvara, the concept of which transcends what you in the West mean by the personal God. He from whom this universe proceeds, in whom it rests, and to whom it returns. He is Ishvara, the Eternal, the Pure, the All-Merciful, the Almighty, the Ever-Free, the All-Knowing, the Teacher of all Teachers, the Lord, who, of His own nature, is inexpressible love. Man does not manufacture God out of his own brain, but he can only see God in the light of his own capacity, and he attributes to him the best of all he knows. Each attribute is the whole of God, and this signifying the whole by one quality is the metaphysical explanation of the personal God. Ishvara is without form, yet has all forms, is without qualities, yet has all qualities. As human beings, we have to see the trinity of existence, God, man, nature, and we cannot do otherwise. But to the Bhakta, all these philosophical distinctions are mere idle talk. He cares nothing for argument. He does not reason, he senses, he perceives. He wants to lose himself in pure love of God. And there have been Bhaktas who maintain that this is more to be desired than liberation, who say, I do not want to be sugar, I want to taste sugar. I want to love and enjoy the Beloved. In Bhakti Yoga, the first essential is to want God honestly and intensely. We want everything but God, because our ordinary desires are fulfilled by the external world. So long as our needs are confined within the limits of the physical universe, we do not feel any need for God. It is only when we have had hard blows in our lives and are disappointed with everything here that we feel the need for something higher. Then we seek God. Bhakti is not destructive. It teaches that all our faculties may become means to reach salvation. 
we must turn them all towards God and give him that love which is usually wasted on the fleeting objects of sense. Bhakti differs from your western idea of religion in that Bhakti admits no elements of fear, no being to be appeased or propitiated. There are even Bhaktas who worship God as their own child so that there may remain no feeling even of awe or reverence. There can be no fear in true love and so long as there is the least fear Bhakti cannot even begin. In Bhakti there is also no place for begging or bargaining with God. The idea of asking God for anything is sacrilege to a Bhakta. He will not pray for health or wealth or even to go to heaven. One who wants to love God, to be a Bhakta, must make a bundle of all these desires and leave them outside the door and then enter. He who wants to enter the realms of light must make a bundle of all shopkeeping religion and cast it away before he can pass the gates. It is not that you do not get what you pray for, you get everything. But it is low, vulgar, a beggar's religion. Fool indeed is he who, living on the banks of the Ganges, digs a little well for water. Fool indeed is the man who, coming to a mine of diamonds, begins to search for glass beads. These prayers for health and wealth and material prosperity are not bhakti. They are the lowest form of karma. Bhakti is a higher thing. We are striving to come into the presence of the king of kings. We cannot get there in a beggar's dress. If we wanted to enter the presence of an emperor, would we be admitted in a beggar's rags? Certainly not. The lackey would drive us out of the gates. This is the emperor of emperors, and never can we come before him in a beggar's garb. Shopkeepers never have admission there. Buying and selling will not do there at all. You read in the Bible that Jesus drove the buyers and sellers out of the temple. So it goes without saying that the first task in becoming a bhakta is to give up all desires of heaven and so on. Such a heaven would be like this place, this earth, only a little better. The Christian idea of heaven is a place of intensified enjoyment. How can that be God? All this desire to go to heaven is a desire for enjoyment. This has to be given up. The love of the Bhakta must be absolutely pure and unselfish, seeking nothing for itself, either here or hereafter. Giving up the desire of pleasure and pain, gain or loss, worship God day and night. Not a moment is to be lost in vain. Giving up all other thoughts, the whole mind day and night worships God. 
thus being worshipped day and night, he reveals himself and makes his worshippers feel him.